Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline, they will include Alex Smith in this half hour. Going to put him to work as an analyst today. Howie Long is coming up on the program today. Tom Brady Sr., Brady's dad, live with me on this show today. Green List, of course, Super Bowl-related, and a few surprises along the way. Holy smoke, that was stunning. It's the only place to begin. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. It's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. You want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. Here we go. It is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And here is my Straight Talk for you this morning. I lead you into the future. I look ahead to a porch swing upon which I sit, circa the year 2050. My great-grandchildren gathered around me, ideally on a day that I've just finished shooting my age on the golf course and with a glass of wine in my hand. And those great-grandchildren will say to me, Greeny, because that's what they're going to call me, to be clear. I, I'm not into this grandpa stuff. They'll be calling me Greeny. They'll say, Greeny, who was the greatest player you ever saw play? And I will say, gather around, kids. Listen close as I tell you stories about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And this, my friends, is a shock to me. I was 24 years old when a guy named Ron Gleason changed my entire life with one sentence. He said, Mike, you've done a good job here. We're going to send you on the road with the Bulls. I flew to Cleveland. I covered Michael Jordan in the 1992 Eastern Conference Finals, and nothing in my life has ever been the same again. So my connection to Jordan is personal. I saw it all. All the work that we know goes into becoming that guy, all the maniacal stuff that we watched on TV last spring. I saw it all. Up close and personal. And I would have bet you my life that I would never say anyone was greater than Michael. But fair is fair. What Brady did this year at the age of 43, changing teams, joining a franchise that hadn't been to the playoffs in 13 years, hadn't won a playoff game since January of 2003, with a 68-year-old head coach who had won one playoff game in his life, and a mishmash of pieces that most people didn't want, with no offseason, no preseason, truncated everything. What we have just witnessed is one of the great accomplishments in sports history, and it was centered primarily around the leadership and determination of one man. And it cements his legacy without any reasonable objection. Tom Brady is the GOAT of American sports, And Michael is second. It kills me to say that. But it has to be said. Now, knowing Michael, as we all do, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks out the I took that personally that has become one of America's favorite memes and unretires at the age of whatever Michael is now, 56, 57. Because I don't know how well he'll sit by and watch this happen, but you can't argue it. Tom Brady is the GOAT now. There's no other way to slice it. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. I have this sheet of stuff that happened last night of these statistics. And I have have another hour and 56 minutes to do this show. I could spend an hour and 56 minutes just reading this packet of things that Tom Brady accomplished last night. 
I narrowed it down to just a few of my favorites. Tom Brady, with his seventh Super Bowl championship, not only extends his individual record, but now has more than any other franchise. Which is a hilarious use of the word other. Because, of course, he isn't a franchise. Except he kind of is. He brought all those guys, right? Who was the offense last night for Tampa Bay? Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady. Those guys all came because they wanted to play with him. They were guys nobody wanted. Jacksonville just let Fournette go. Gronkowski, nobody was calling him. He was done. Antonio Brown, we all know what was going on with him. Brady brought them all to Tampa and made them all great. So the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise has six Super Bowl championships. And the New England Patriots franchise has six Super Bowl championships. And Tom Brady has seven. He is the greatest franchise in pro football history. He also joins Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to start Super Bowl wins for two different franchises. He's the first player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl or an NFL championship in three different decades. He did it in the 2000s, the 2010s, and now the 2020s. No player in history had ever done that during or before the Super Bowl era. He's also the first player in NFL history to win multiple titles after turning 40. In fact, if you look at the other major sports, there's only three other players who've done it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it in basketball. Enos Slaughter did it in baseball. Jack Quinn did it. Those are the other three names. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Enos Slaughter, Jack Quinn, and Tom Brady are now the only players in this country to win multiple titles after turning 40 years old. Brady also, he can do it as a favorite. He can do it as an underdog. With that win last night, he joins Eli Manning and Jim Plunkett as the only quarterbacks to win multiple pro football championships as an underdog. He wasn't supposed to do this. His fifth Super Bowl MVP extends his own record, breaks a tie with LeBron James for the second most championship round MVPs in any sport, and maybe the most important, he is the first player to win Super Bowl MVP for two different teams. Again, I could have gone on much, much longer reading those notes. And by the way, I am reeling from shock reeling at what the other TB on Tampa Bay did last night. There's TB12, and then there's TB's 11. Todd Bowles, former head coach of the Jets, with a masterpiece against Mahomes and the Mighty Chiefs. Mahomes is a brilliant player. He will be back. They'll be back here again. But they got dominated and humiliated on the biggest stage in the world last night, and they will own that. It goes on the permanent record. That's not going away. And Todd Bowles gets as much credit for what happened last night as absolutely anyone. I'm just getting started with this conversation. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, your home, your motorcycle, your RV, or your boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. All right, Alex Smith is going to join me. We will turn him into an analyst. He was the comeback player of the year. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. The Green List is coming up shortly, and so much more as we are wall-to-wall today on Super Bowl 55. Stick around. We're just getting started. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Super Bowl 55 behind us. Greeny with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Alex Smith was named the Comeback Player of the Year on Saturday night. We're going to give him his first run as an analyst this morning. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about last night's game through his eyes. He'll be with me in just a little bit on the Goodyear hotline. In exactly 30 seconds, I will tell you something the Buccaneers did last night that no team had ever done before in the Super Bowl. That's 30 seconds from right now after this time for some straight talk. You know, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With straight talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. Plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to straight talk. Straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. I told you earlier that Tom Brady is now the greatest franchise, the greatest organization in pro football history. And candidly, he really could have been in the running for executive of the year. I told you their whole offense last night came from basically three guys nobody wanted and that they came there to play with Brady. Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, and Leonard Fournette. Well, here's a stat. The Buccaneers, according to Elias, are the first team ever to have 100% of their points in a Super Bowl scored by players who weren't on the team in the previous season. All of their points came last night from Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, and Ryan Suckup, the kicker. Throw in Brady, none of those guys were there. To put that whole thing together, as I mentioned earlier, with a truncated everything in the offseason, is genuinely one of the greatest accomplishments of all time, and everyone deserves credit for it. But Brady, justifiably, is going to get the overwhelming majority of it because I think all of us think there's no way in the world they do it without him. He is the central piece in all of it. And I I will go back to what I was saying a moment ago. I am reeling from shock at what the TB11 did last night in addition to TB12. I'm talking about Todd Bowles' defense, those 11 guys. That was a masterpiece 
I'll say it again. Mahomes is a brilliant player. He will be back. The Chiefs will be back again in this spot. But they got dominated and humiliated on the biggest stage in the world, and they will own that. And Mahomes was not the reason his team lost. But these things don't stick to back up offensive tackles. They stick to quarterbacks and coaches first and foremost. But this was about Todd Bowles, Devin White, Levante David, JPP, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, and Dominican Sue, Carlton Davis. Those guys won this game last night. They kicked Kansas City's butt up and down the field all night long. And they deserve all the credit in the world for it. I didn't think it was possible to do what they did. Zero touchdowns for that offense. It's impossible to believe. In fact, here's an indication of just how improbable it was. The Chiefs were the 17th team to lead the NFL in total offense and reach the Super Bowl. They're the only one that didn't score a touchdown in the game. In fact, at Caesars William Hill, you got 60 to 1. If you would bet going into this game that the Chiefs would not score a touchdown, you would have gotten 60 to 1. You put a hundred bucks on Kansas City not scoring an offensive, not scoring a touchdown in this game. You would have won six grand, and everyone would have laughed at you for placing the bet in the first place. It would have felt like just setting fire to your money, but it wasn't because of what Todd Bowles and that defense did last night. One of the truly shocking performances that you will ever see. And with that thought in mind, that is the subject of today's Green List. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green List. All right, the Green List, every single day, my top five, this, that, or the other, as chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today's Green List are the five most shocking events in Super Bowl history. The five things that happened in Super Bowls that were the most stunning. And here we go. Number five. The fi- Number five goes all the way back to Super Bowl 18, when the Raiders played the team that is now known as the Washington football team. Washington was 14-2 that year and lost their two games by a combined total of two points. They lost to the Packers by one. They lost to the Cowboys by one. That was the only two games they lost all season. They were the defending Super Bowl champs. They had a prolific offense. Their quarterback, Joe Theismann, was the league MVP. Their running back, John Riggins, rushed for over 1,300 yards and a then-record 24 rushing touchdowns. And that was the game that will always be remembered for Marcus Allen going for 191 yards. But the stunning part was what the Raiders' defense did to them. They held Washington to nine points. Final score, 38-9. to They picked off Theismann multiple times. That was an extraordinary performance by that defense. The Raiders were up 21-3 at the half, if you remember that game. Mostly that game is remembered because of Marcus Allen. But as time has gone by, people have forgotten how good that Washington team was. They were favored, their offense was outstanding, and they got held to nine points. Number four. Number four is much more recent. This was the Super Bowl played in New York just a few years ago. Seattle 43, Denver 8. That was Peyton Manning, whose offense averaged 38 points a game that year. They led the league in total yards per game. They led the league in passing yards per game. They led the league in points per game. They scored an NFL record 606 points that season on 76 touchdowns. Still a record. Peyton Manning was the MVP of the league. He threw for 5,400 yards and 55 touchdowns that year. And Seattle and the Legion of Boom beat them 43-8. to 43-8. to 
Remember that game? That was the one where the, the safety at the very beginning, and it just went downhill from there. That was the game that was played here in New York. That remains. You know, I'm sort of rethinking my, 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 my decision to put this at four. I'm looking at you, Nuno. You should have, you should have, you have to save me from myself. You know what they always say about players? How could there be three more stunning Super Bowl results than this one? Well, let's see. Number three. Number three is last night. Number three is the Patriots. Excuse me. This says, ah, I caught you. It says Patriots over Chiefs. That's why I was confused because we all think of Tom Brady. And so we both made a mistake. All good. It was obviously Tampa Tom, the Buccaneers who beat the Chiefs 31-9, to and this all-time great offense failing to score a touchdown. Those two were tough. Which one is more stunning? What, the Legion of Boom defense? Maybe this one is more stunning, and I'll tell you why. Nuno, I'm going I'm to bail you out. Here's why it's the right decision. Because that Legion of Boom, we knew how good that defense was. You know, I will continue to say it. This defense, they were good all year, but this is not the 85 Bears. This wasn't the 2000 Ravens. We weren't talking about this Tampa defense going into this game as being the dominant unit. They weren't the best defense in the NFL this year, not even close. They're not the best Tampa defense ever to win the Super Bowl. That's the one from, you know, the 2002 season. That was an all-time great defense. But these guys rose up and played an unbelievable game last night, and so they are the third most stunning thing ever to happen in a Super Bowl. Here with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Number two. Number two. It has to be what the Giants in the Tyree game did to Brady's Patriots. Because New England was a 12-point favorite in that game. And you forget, that was another all-time great offense. They averaged 37 points a game, led the league. They also only gave up 17 points a game. They were fourth in the NFL in points allowed. They scored a then-record 75 touchdowns. They scored a then-record 589 points. Tom Brady was the league MVP. He threw 50 touchdowns. Randy Moss should have been the MVP. He caught 23. Wes Welker caught 112 passes for over 1,100 yards. They annihilated the entire league, and, and the Giants held them to 14 points and won the game as a 12-point underdog. That is number two on the green list today of most stunning results in the Super Bowl. Number one. But only one thing can be number one. And you can call me a homer and you can call it self-serving, but it happens to be the case. The Baltimore Colts were an 18-point favorite in Super Bowl three, And Joe Namath and the upstart Jets from the American Football League, which had been blown out in the first two Super Bowls, and most of the conversation was about why are we even bothering to play a game between these two leagues at the end because the AFL cannot be competitive. Joe Namath guaranteed a win and went out and backed it up in one of the great upsets and most important games in pro football history. And so that is number one on today's green list of the five most stunning things that have ever happened in the Super Bowl. Greeny telling you that when you gift a year of ESPN+, Plus, you're giving thousands of live events, exclusive originals, the full 30 for 30 library, my show Better Days, and much more. Surprise the sports fan in your life with a year of ESPN+. Plus. Visit ESPNplus.com slash gift a year for more details. All right, I said it multiple times during the season that they didn't even have to bother announcing that Alex Smith was the comeback player of the year. They should have just named the award after him and let him choose who to give it to until the end of time. His story is one of the truly inspirational ones that we've ever seen in sports. 
came back, and you all know by now the details of the horrible injury that he suffered to his leg, came back and had a terrific year and led the Washington football team to the playoffs. And he joins me here this morning as an analyst on the Goodyear Hotline. Alex Smith is with me on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Alex Smith. I did not quite hear that. Guys, can we make sure that we're hearing it? Alex, let me make sure I hear you. Hello again. Can you hear me now? Can yes, you, I can. can. You hear me? Perfect. Good to see you. There and, we go. Yeah. And thank Good you. Good morning. I, my, my goal here today is to turn you into an analyst, which I think eventually you'll be an outstanding right. one if that's what you want to do. But I will Good first luck. just say quickly that, that your story inspired millions of people, your desire to come back, the role your family played in it. I, it, I would be remiss if I didn't start my conversation by saying that to you on behalf of everybody across the country who was moved by it. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And, and uh, you know, certainly anytime you get a recognition, an individual recognition in, in a team sport like football, obviously it's humbling. And, and I owe a lot to, to a lot of people, certainly my teammates and then a, a huge medical team um, that, that helped me back over the course of two years. And, and then most of all, my family, uh, wife and kids for the, the daily role they played, uh, especially over the last couple of years and, and really carrying the load for me. Uh, it's well said, and, and obviously uh, an award well-deserved, to say the very least. Okay, so now let's get into what happened last night, because as I'm watching this, I'm trying to figure out how in the world is this defense just dominating the game against an offense this good through a quarterback's eyes? What did you see? Oh, I mean, I, honestly, I, it all for me goes back to the first game in the regular season. I mean, I, I think you have to look at that game and – Obviously, the offensive shootout that it ended up being, but really that first half, what the Chiefs did. I mean, to uh, Tampa Bay played them in a ton of man-to-man coverage with no help, you know, one high man, and, and you saw them get exposed, especially with Tyreek. I mean, he almost would he go for three hundred yards himself, almost. And I think looking at that, you had to know, uh, you know, obviously it's, uh, Todd Bowles wasn't going to let that happen again. You know, there was no way they were going to let those explosive plays, that explosive offense, happen again, and and they were going to make them drive the length of the field. They were going to play uh, in, in a too high shell. I think added on top of that, the injuries to the Chiefs offensive line, uh, the injuries to, to, to Patrick's foot, you know, his toe, limiting him and his mobility even encouraged that. Hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to rush four. We're going to get pressure with these four. They're beat up up front. Pat's not as mobile as he has been in the past. And we're going to make him drive the length of the field. We're not going to let Tyreek get a big play over the top. Um, dare him to run the ball. And, and, you know, obviously it worked. They, they couldn't do it. I, I, they couldn't get him out of the too high shell. Um, I felt like they kept trying for the big play. Uh, Patrick kept double clutching back there, I think, as they tried to push it downfield and, and the pressure continued to get to him. You know, you, you played for Andy Reid and had some really good years playing for him in Kansas City, and he's about one of the best offensive coaches the game has ever seen. I'm not asking you to second-guess him or question him, but were there things, yeah. if you were the quarterback, what would you have been saying to him? Like, what would you have been saying, hey, let's try this. This is something we need to try and do. Yeah, you know, I, I looking at it, it was that, and it was tough. I, I, you gotta, I, I really think it goes to the offensive line, and it, it's, it's hard. That was such a big matchup. Uh, I thought the Bucks' D-line really, really showed up. You know, they, they came to play and really, I thought, uh, helped decide that game. Um, again, I go back to the, they, they couldn't run the ball. They weren't balanced, and, and the pressure got there. Um, you know, once you get down, too, I felt like it, it just kind of con- it continued to go downhill. I felt like they pressed more as an offense to try to push it downfield. Um, you know, and then they got in the red zone three times and weren't able to get touchdowns. You know, all that added up to I thought it being kind of a lopsided game once we got into the fourth quarter. 
Greeny and Alex Smith, who's with me here uh, on ESPN Radio. You played, as I say, in Kansas City, and you were there for Mahomes' first season. I, I, I just... I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get a thought from you. Could you see this coming? Like when he's so special. No. What what did you see? I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I I think I didn't know, you know, you have no idea as an outsider where his toe was at. Mm. And and I thought looking at that, I thought if we had, if Patrick was a hundred percent, I think he, he's a guy that we've consistently see make up for, uh, you know, even pressure. A lot of times the guy, I mean, he backpedals and, and throws darts all over the field. And I thought that, that we didn't see that from him, but because of his toe, I really thought that yesterday looking at it, that, that if we'd have seen him running around like we've always seen him, that I thought he could have made up for a lot of that stuff that, that was going on, uh, some of the pressure. Um, but he was, I mean, I looked at it as, as a little limited um, and, and fighting through it. And certainly, I mean, he's still, you know, the competitor in him. But I think all those things added up to what we saw. Uh, over the course of the game. I've got a number that's going to blow your mind. We got this from Next Gen Stats. Patrick Mahomes last night ran a total of 497 yards before either passes or sacks, which is the most by any quarterback in any game this season. He was he was running for his no life. Kidding. It felt like the second he took the snap. When you're a quarterback, is there anything you can do when when the rush is getting on you that quickly? It's no, it's hard. I mean, especially when it's a four man rush. I mean, it's one thing if a defense is bringing it, you know, and you got a lot of one to one matchups, you got big play opportunity. But when it, when it's a four man rush, and, and certainly you saw him when they were paying a lot of attention to Tyreek and, and Kelsey, uh, it's tough. You saw a lot of times I felt like he was getting to us, you know, trying to get to a second and third read, which obviously entails holding on to the ball a little bit longer. And, and that rush really did get to him. And, it, and it's hard. And as great as Pat is, at throwing from awkward positions and, and moving and backpedaling, um, uh, you, you felt like it, it just it, it was tough. And I think, you know, looking back at it and looking at some of the quotes, you know, I, I know Pat talked about how good he felt two weeks ago, but that stat you just mentioned, you know, kind of plays into that. I mean, he ran for 500 yards. Certainly, I think by the end of the game, his toe was was feeling the effects of that. It's an amazing number that we found here. Again, that's from Next Gen Stats, Greeny and Alex Smith. So then let's go to the other side. Uh, you, you are a player who has been lauded at times in part for your leadership. You come to Washington, they needed like a veteran presence, and you were able to sort of go there and bring them that. With that as the context, like how would you describe, just watching it from a distance, what you think Tom Brady brought to this organization beyond in Tampa this year, beyond his play? You know, it's so hard to put into words uh, what he's accomplished. I think the biggest thing with a guy like Tom is just the consistency, the daily consistency, and it's more about his approach to the game, his demeanor. And I think that the highs and the lows, you watch Tom, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure from his teammates' perspective, he's unchanged. You know, he, he's so consistent every single day after the biggest wins, after some of their, their tough losses, even in November, that he he's, you know, unwavered and I think that has a huge effect on your teammates and certainly obviously a guy of Tom's pedigree I mean it doesn't get any better uh the guys won more Super Bowls than every organization in the NFL history so that I mean it's remarkable but I think that's I think from a veteran standpoint a guy that's been there having done it I know as a teammate that that does have a calming effect when you have teammates that that have accomplished that much and and in the face of good and bad they just they're, they're always the same and I find myself wondering, and I think you're a good person to ask this, because with the injury that you suffered, it, it, it would have been extremely easy for you to say, hey, I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> I want to live a healthy life. And, and obviously coming back to play pro football was incredibly important to you. 
So I sometimes look at a guy like Brady, and he's 43 years old, and he's accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish, and he's made all the money you could ever possibly spend 10 times over. And, and to put, be willing to put himself through everything that he has to put himself through, that all of you guys have to put yourself through, to play this game at the highest level at his age, I marvel at it. What, how would you put into words this, this desire to just continue to do it that you have and that a guy like him has that someone like me might not be able to understand? Oh, I think he enjoys the challenge of it. And, and I think certainly this year there was added fuel to obviously him, him leaving New England and, and going down to Tampa Bay. And, and it got talked about all offseason, you know, who, who was the, the, you know, the reason for all their success for all those years. And you can't help but look at it, you know, this morning and, and uh, to really wonder, you know, mm. it was, who was it? Um, you know, and, and I think that definitely fueled him. Uh, and how could it not? And I think he still enjoys the daily challenge. I think he still enjoys the camaraderie, uh, being around the young guys. I think I know I do that. That is contagious being around a bunch of young, uh, 23 year olds. They have a ton of energy, um, you know, and, and that it does feel good. And certainly Tom's a guy that, that is always probably going to take care of his body and works really hard at that. And I think he clearly still enjoys the, the daily challenge uh, that the NFL presents, you know, the chess match. And, and, and this yesterday was a great example. They got thumped a little bit in the regular season by the chiefs. And at times, even in November got, I mean, they got blown out by the saints. Um, and then to come back and beat both those teams, uh, on their way to a, a championship, uh, says a lot about that challenge. And, uh, obviously Tom's the, the best ever at it. He is. And I mean, the number here is incredible that they sent me that first quarter, Kansas city dominated them when they played each other back then, you know, back in November 29th In the last seven quarters, these two teams played against each other. Tampa outscored them 55 to 19 and they wound up winning the super bowl. Alex Smith, it is great to see you again. Your story inspired so many people. Congratulations on the well-deserved award on Saturday night. Enjoy the off season. I hope we catch up down the road. Thanks very much. Greeny. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. That's Alex Smith. Again, um, winner of the, I, what I believe should now just be called the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award <laughs> in the National Football. Can I have a second on that? Does anyone uh, and, and anyone opposed? It seems to me to be an easy one that you could do. What he came back from was unbelievable. Uh, we're just getting started. We have so much that we're going to do today. We will have Tom Brady's dad, Tom Brady Sr., who's become sort of a regular guest with me over the last couple of years. Uh, so we will chat with him as we go. Howie Long is going to join us as we go. But coming up next, I will tell you why you can make a really good argument that what the Bucks just did is the greatest run ever. The greatest run in the Super Bowl era. I will make that argument for you next. I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny back with you here on ESPN Radio. We also stream every single day on ESPN Plus, so you can check it whenever you want. And we're a podcast. You miss any of the show? It's called Hashtag Greeny. They take each hour, make it its own individual one-hour podcast, and you can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. So you and I can hang out every single day, and I hope that we do. Meanwhile, I just told you that I think you could defend an argument that the run we've just watched the Buccaneers go on is the greatest run that we've ever seen. And, you know, we, we do these lists. Nuno, Bubba, company, let's, let's look into this. I should have thought of this question earlier, but... They just beat in their last three games Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Brees and Rodgers are both certainly top 10 quarterbacks all time, maybe top five quarterbacks all time. Mahomes is the guy that we talk about as being the heir to the throne. And what this team just did to them in those three wins... They allowed four touchdowns and six interceptions to Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Now, Brees clearly passed his best, right? We, as we watched him, for those of us who know Drew and like Drew very much as I do, is it was almost painful to watch him because he just doesn't have the arm strength anymore to be the quarterback that he was. But still, he's Drew Brees. And even with a few miles an hour off his fastball, he's got other ways to beat you. And they just dominated him um, defensively in that game. They turned all those turnovers into the way they won. And then they dominated Aaron Rodgers and didn't give up anything in that game. And then they didn't allow a touchdown to Mahomes. That is one of the genuinely great runs that you will ever see. So we should probably look it up. This could be a good list, maybe for tomorrow, Nuno, or something like that, of the Super Bowl champions who beat the best collection of quarterbacks to win the title. Now, it started with Washington, and I just talked to Alex Smith. Obviously, he was hurt for that game. I've already forgotten. I apologize. Who's the name of the kid that started that game for them? Just yell it out to me. I've already forgotten. He played really well. I mean, he earned himself. He wasn't even in the league a year ago. Say it again. Taylor Heineke. Thank you. Now, he played a really good game, um, but, you know, you're not putting him in this conversation. But either way, The point is that that is one of the great runs that we have ever seen. And so you ask yourself, are they the favorites again next year? There isn't any obvious reason to think Brady isn't going to keep doing this. I don't know when to expect this to end. You know, people give Max a hard time because he said Brady would eventually fall off a cliff. He wasn't wrong. I mean, in the whole history of human civilization, father time is unbeaten. Brady can't keep doing this forever, but... There's no obvious reason to think it slows down soon. So as long as he wants to keep doing it, I think there's reason to think he's going to keep doing it. So, Brandon, you're a stage manager here. Should the Buccaneers be the favorites next year? He says yes. Let me bring in Bubba, my disheveled board operator, Brendan Bubba Peregrine, who is the only member of this show's staff who got this game right. You were the only one who picked Tampa 
and our show on Friday, so I'll give you props. Should the Buccaneers right now be the favorites to win next year's Super Bowl? Well, as I said for the Super Bowl, they've got Tom Brady, so that's why I picked them then, and that's why they should be the favorites next year. And then they aren't, by the way. They are third right now. Caesars at William Hill. The Chiefs are the favorites at 11-2. to two. The Packers are next at 9-1. to one. The Buccaneers are third at 11-1. to one. Then the Cowboys. R- the Ravens. And the Bills are twelve to one. Let me find your Cowboys. They are thirty That's to okay. one. Thirty to one for the Cowboys right now. Looking all the way down at the bottom, there are three teams that are listed at a hundred to one. The Lions, the Jets, and the Texans. Those are the Vegas considers to be the least likely teams. By the way, one year ago today, the Bucks were sixty to one. If you put a hundred bucks a year ago today on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl, which why would you have? But if you had, you'd have won six grand last night. They signed Tom Brady, and obviously that changed everything. The teams that are 60-1 to 1 looking at next year, by the way, Panthers, Falcons, Broncos, and Washington football team. All right, Bubba, Mr. Smarty Pants, Mr. You had the Super Bowl, right? Of those four, which one should we throw 10 bucks on? If you want to just throw money away on a 60-1 to 1 shot, that's four teams, Panthers, Falcons, Broncos, Washington football team. Shouldn't take you this long. To me, the answer is easy. Mm, Panthers. No, you're, and that's wrong. That is definitively wrong. <laughs> Here I am telling you that a question to which there is no answer, yours is wrong. The answer is the Washington football team. They've got the defense. They've got some pieces. Let's see what their quarterback situation is. Of those, you don't think they're the closest? Eh, not with the Cowboys in the division. Obviously. <laughs> Bubba, you're a true fan, and granted, I, I picked it. the Bucks, and they're also in the same division as the Panthers. No, but fair enough. Wouldn't worry about that logic. All right, we've got a couple of other things that I want to get to today. I'm not sure how many I will be able to get to in this moment here. There's just so much stuff coming at me, fast and furious. Two things out of last night's game that requires some dissection. One is the officiating. Did I think the game was over-officiated in the first half? Yes. Do I think that it was unfairly slanted? I don't mean to suggest purposely, but do I think the way it worked out was unfairly slanted towards Tampa? Yes. But here's the thing. When you don't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, you cannot say the officiating is the reason you lost. So if they wind up losing that game by one score, then all we're talking about today is the officiating. But when they get dominated the way they got dominated on the line of scrimmage last night, we cannot talk about the officiating. The other thing we have to talk about is the timeouts that Kansas City called at the end of the first half that led to Tampa scoring that touchdown at the end. That six yard, that touchdown with six seconds left to Antonio Brown, TB to AB for the TD, six seconds left in the half, that takes that game to 21-6. That is a monster moment in that game. And yes... Some questionable calls contributed to it, but so did Kansas City using timeouts. So that is something we have to dive into, and we will as we continue. And Howie Long is going to join me, and Tom Brady Sr. is going to join me. We are wall-to-wall Super Bowl 55 on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.